Hi again, everyone. Welcome to episode 27 of the Radio MVP Sports Podcast. I'm Tim here in Borman and Anthony in Campfield joining me here tonight as we do each and every week here on Radio MVP, at least as much as we can. Sometimes we bring you two a week, sometimes three. Uh, most weeks, just one. And, you know, this time of the year, it's tough to get, <laughs> to get everybody's uh, but. Uh, Anthony, it's a little later than normal, but here we are. Welcome to uh, episode 27. Yeah, it's uh, great to be back. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and uh, wishing everybody a happy new year to all our followers. Um, and just think, we're less than 45 days away from spring training, even though it's almost below zero outside. Yeah, you know, we're going to get a little hot stove talk here in a little bit. And uh, obviously, we're in the midst of the bowl season going on right mm-hmm. now. And the NFL regular season wrapping up, uh, the disappointments of fantasy football seasons and everything else going on in the world. And uh, I honestly, it's just there's a lot to you know to get to. College basketball is in the midst of its season and really starts picking up speed uh, coming January and February. Obviously, headed towards March Madness. So it's a great time of the year as a sports fan. There's a lot going on. Plus, for myself, I got the high school basketball season. I uh, just started this past, you know, in December, and uh, we'll re we'll rejuvenate that one here coming uh, January fifth, and we'll talk about that. Of course, last week you met my in uh, crime and in, in high school sports, and and James Dotson. Uh, I didn't have a chance to talk to James today to invite him, but we will definitely have James back on in the future, as you could tell, Anthony. Uh, a good guy, yeah. a lot of a lot of information, and a, a guy who loves to talk sports. A great uh, – he's just really fun to talk. He's very knowledgeable at everything, um, and he has a really good background. So uh, we look forward to bringing him on in the future again. No question about that. And uh, we're going to uh, try to continue to expand Radio MVP. Of course, um, we take this opportunity to remind everybody we are now on Google Play. Uh, obviously, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And obviously on RadioMVP.com. So a lot of places you can find us. And I think any type of uh, podcast catcher uh, will find us. Just type in Radio MVP. So uh, here's my little plug. If you get us through iTunes, if you don't go get us through iTunes, still go to iTunes and look us up. Give us a like, a review, and a subscription if you can. Uh, definitely a review and a five-star rating would be appreciative as we try to grow Radio MVP each and every week. Anthony, it is football season. Week 17 is here in the NFL. I know you as a Bronco fan is yeah. just thrilled yeah. to death that no, is week 17. Uh, I have a lot to talk about week 17 personally. It makes me shake my head because it, it's <laughs> disgusting. But uh, you, you, obviously – uh, I believe uh, Paxton Lynch is uh, is scheduled to get the start for the uh, Broncos. Yeah. And, uh, does that make you excited, or is that just someone you think is buying time to your next quarterback? No, I think it's just buying time. I think it's, you know, when you trade up in a draft, especially in the first round, to go get a guy, uh, you have to play him. And they wanted to play him last year. They got a chance when Simeon went down. Uh, kind of surprised he didn't start last week. You had nothing to play for, um, you know, so why not give him two games? If they said he's 100% healthy last week, you know, we go out and get embarrassed again, and Osweiler clearly doesn't have respect in the locker room. Um, it, it's just the continuing puzzling 
stretch of quarterbacks where Osweiler comes out and looks great against the Colts, grants the Colts, and then against the Redskins, he comes out and does absolutely nothing. Uh, so, yeah, it is Lynch this week. Uh, he'll get a shot against Kansas City, who will probably be resting a lot of guys considering uh, their playoff seeds already locked up. They've already won the division. Um, so it's a good chance. I think, I think honestly, he's auditioning uh, to be put on the trade block. Um, if not, he's auditioning to be a backup because I do believe that John Elway has had enough and realizes he can't go cheap anymore at the quarterback position. And he does need to go out and get a big-name guy. Um, hopefully, Kirk Cousins, maybe an Eli Manning. Um, I do also believe that he will draft a quarterback. Uh, he was at the Wyoming Bowl game last week and uh, loves Josh Alex. Allen. Yeah. So yeah. Um, There's a lot to like there. And he looked really good. He looked really good in the bowl game. Uh, concerning he's been banged up the past couple weeks. He had a lot of nice throws. He's got all the physical tools, all the hand measurements, all the height, the size of a good NFL quarterback. Uh, we'll see if it translates to the game. But uh, this is a big game for Paxton Lynch, and I and I think it's a big game for Vance Joseph. Uh, I was just going to ask you that. One year, it's only year one, but in a franchise like Denver that has an established tradition of excellence, um, four and twelve or five and eleven—that's not good. But if you can finish by beating an AFC West rival, the division champions, um, you gain some momentum going into next year. Um, I do believe, though, one of two things will happen: Elway will either clean house completely and get rid of Vance Joseph, and will continue the trend of being a coach-killing franchise. Uh, McDaniel gone after a couple years and John Fox gone after a couple years and Kubiak obviously left because of health reasons. Um, and now Joseph, or I believe we'll see a, a, a house cleaning of coordinators. Um, we got a lot of important decisions to make. Uh, CJ Anderson could be gone. Uh, you got to think Trevor Simeon's time's over. Um, Akib Tlaib. You know, there's a lot of things uh, that Elway has to look at um, and see what is the right move to get this franchise back to being a playoff contender. Uh, I don't think we're in complete tear it up and rebuild mode. I think we can go from worst to first, or at least in a wild card hunt next year. Um, but it, it'll be very dependent on if Elway finally goes out and gets himself another quarterback. Because I don't think the Broncos are in a spot right now where you can bring in a Josh Allen and say, go ahead, kid, and play because who's going to help them? I mean, yeah. Right. I let me put it to- this way. Let me let me interrupt you here and, and, and go on to uh, kind of what you were talking about, the head yeah. coaching scenario. I think, obviously, Monday, mm-hmm. Monday in the yep. NFL at a big level, uh, possibly as many 10 teams changing coaches. And in Denver, yep. uh, one of them still could be Cleveland. Yep. Would not shock me at all. Uh, I'm not sure how you bring back a coach that doesn't win a ball game and yeah. wins one of 32 games. I just – how it happens, I understand, I understand the thought process of bringing him back on this level. You make changes so often, how can you not – Mm-hmm. However, I will say this about Cleveland. Uh, 
how do you bring back an 0 and 16 coach? How do you bring a gap you can't. coach that went one in 30, 31? I don't think. Yep. And you just got a brand new GM. Why in the world would you handcuff your GM? I mean, it would be making the same mistakes Mike Holgram made when he took over the Cleveland Browns. Yep. When uh, Eric be let go that year, but he kept them another year, and he went another, you know, four, four and twelve, five and eleven type season, and you just re- re- really retarded your opportunity to, to grow as a team and an organization by a year. Uh, there's no need to do that again. I know promises were made and statements were made, but in the end, uh, if you're, you know, the Haslam's, you have to believe in Dorsey. Mm-hmm. And if Dorsey wants to make a change, you have to do it. Yep. In my opinion, you have no choice. You have to let him run your organization. That's what you brought him in to do. Uh, in the same vein, if he's on board from the very beginning that he was going to bring Jackson back, then fine. I I'll accept it. I don't know how you do it. I'm not sure why you do it, but you know, I'll wait and see. I still think the right move is to move on from Jackson no matter what. And you just I don't know how you keep a team no matter if the if the locker room was never lost and the players actually like playing for him. Uh the the one in thirty one record speaks for itself. The one in thirty record speaks for itself. It's the worst ever in the NFL history. So you have to sooner or later, you know, stop the bleeding and you have to make changes. And I'm not, and I'm the first to admit, I hate seeing all the changes that they made in the, in the previous organization where they didn't know what they were doing. And they just kept going from coach to coach to GM to GM and not knowing what they're going to do. That's what you can't do. And, And, you know, getting back to what you were talking about with Denver and John Elway, you're right. John Elway does have a reputation of being in uh, impatient Mm -hmm. reputation of winning. You know, and he has full full uh, support of ownership. So, mm-hmm. you know, when John Elway makes a decision, it's not like his job's going to be in trouble. And I don't think it is in trouble uh, anytime soon. So I definitely can see them moving on. I can definitely see them uh, drafting a quarterback in a top five spot that they're going to yep. get. Maybe a top seven spot. I'm not sure exactly we're going to be. But, you know. I mentioned it last a couple of weeks back on the on the podcast. The greatest thing that ever happened to the Cleveland Browns this year was the injury to Deshaun Watson. Yep. A gift. Yep. I mean, I don't wish injuries on anybody, but for the for the Browns organization, what a gift uh, that was because the Texans can't win since that happened. There's an opportunity, believe it or not, for them to get maybe the top four pick in a yep. draft. So that number one locked up, they could have number four. And there's a lot of opportunities to make, uh, you know, some significant in-grounds onto your team. You take a quarterback number one overall, and then you you get uh, Barkley from Penn State with that second number one pick. And then you have two, actually three second-round picks the second round. So, uh, you know, again, you're talking about the number one and number four, possibly number five in the second round and late 20s or something. Yeah, that's available still. I mean, it's a phenomenal amount of of uh, talent that's available. Uh, you know, John Dorsey can make a, a major impact on this team right away. Uh, I think the Browns have about four players that you can honestly say, well, caliber pro bowlers or have the potential to be right now. And when you talk to NFL scouts and you talk to 
those who cover the NFL, they probably tell you you need about eight to ten uh, overall on your roster of 53 mm-hmm. to be a competitive team in the NFL and to be a team that could, you know, have an opportunity to make the playoffs and make a run. And, you know, the Browns have some talent on this team. It has very young talent on this mm-hmm. team. It needs more veteran leadership. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it doesn't have a lot of that. I mean, the oldest player was Joe Thomas. And unfortunately, Joe Thomas uh, had the injury this, you know, during the season and has missed the last, you know, four or five, maybe six weeks of the season since he went down. So I think long term, the Browns have, you know, some opportunities to make some plays coming up here. And it's, you know, like I say, uh, obviously, you know, Josh uh, Rosen has made his. put his chips on the table in a sense, asking not to be drafted by the Browns already. And we'll see what happens. And oh no, look, you know, I, I get it. I totally yep. get it. I totally get it. I mean, you look at the Cleveland Browns organization and where they've been prize NFL quarterback coming out, you know, that is a concern. I mean, not many have been able to leverage, you know, that position into where they want to be or, or another organization, including Elway years ago. Uh, when he was drafted by the Colts and didn't want to play for Ursay, you know, the owner of that team, and uh, forced his way out west. He actually wanted to go to California and ended up in Denver. Yep. And, you know, everybody knows the story there. Obviously, everybody knows the story about Eli Manning, who ticketed to go to uh, San Diego and, and in the process ended up in New York because, you know, that he didn't want to play for that owner. So, I mean, obviously, it has happened in the past, and it will happen again in the future. I'm not sure Josh Rosen is the number one pick. I don't either. I'm not sure Darnold is the number one pick. It might be Allen. I really don't know. On my level, uh, I'm going to start studying all that here in the next few weeks and uh, read up on some of these players and try to watch. I'm really looking forward to the Ohio State game uh, tomorrow night and watching USC take on the Buckeyes and see this quarterback uh, play. I'm really looking forward to seeing Darnold played. I I, tr- I was hoping to see Rosen play this week. He wasn't cleared to play, so he didn't play. Uh, he had nothing to prove anyway, so it didn't hurt his. It won't hurt him at all. The NFL now with these young players, recognize you yep. know like McCaffrey did last year. There's no nothing to be gained by playing in in some of these bowl games that mean are meaningless. So we're seeing a, a, a new. Uh, philosophy come out from players yep. today that basically say, you know, I'd rather protect myself and make sure I in the NFL at a high rate and not uh, risk injury on a, on a game that doesn't matter. And I'm not going to get paid in. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, when, once these guys turn pros, they're going to sign endorsement deals right away. They're probably worth 50 to a hundred thousand dollars or more, you know, immediately before they get drafted. So why would they even risk it? So there's the, you know, the Nikes of the world or the underarms or whatever you want to call it are out there who uh, want to uh, sign these guys to contracts right away. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be really interesting to see. You know, I just – the bad thing, I don't want to call it a bad thing, but, you know, you wonder what would have happened if Kyle Shanahan went to the Broncos, and I keep asking myself that, and I think we'd be better than – four or five wins, obviously. I think we'd be a near seven or eight, maybe at at the worst. You know, you just got to wonder, though, if you do fire these guys, who's out there? You know, I mean, 
if you're the Browns, you go for the Josh McDaniels part two experiment. Uh, Matt Patricia, I will say this. I think if the Browns do fire Hugh Jackson, uh, Dave Tube will be one of the first to interview for the Browns job. Uh, the special teams coordinator from Kansas City who has strong ties to Dorsey, uh, who got a lot of interviews last year. Um, you know, be it, it'll be really interesting to see. Um, I think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. He's very good in college. Um, it's tough to say what he'd be in the NFL because he doesn't have a great line at USC. Uh, he's had to make a lot of plays on his own. Uh, he's a very smart quarterback, and he doesn't get rattled in the uh, after he makes a couple mistakes. He'll have bad games, uh, but he always seems to put the numbers up, and he seems to really get better as the year goes on. This is the second year in a row now after a midseason stumble. Uh, last year he stumbled. I I forget who he stumbled against last year. Maybe Stanford, I think. And this year he stumbled against Notre Dame. And after that, they've been really good. Um, you know, Sam Darnold will probably see the best defensive line he's seen tomorrow. Um, he's seeing a defensive secondary that's young and improved. We'll see how much they've improved against the pass uh, because USC loves to throw the ball. Um, you you gotta expect UC won't be able to run on Ohio State much, so it's going to be the defensive line against Ohio State and uh, uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, it, it'll be really fun to watch. That's a match I'm really looking forward to watching. Um, uh, I think it's the best matchup that's not part of the Final Four. I agree with that hands down. I and, and those are I two playoff caliber talented teams. You know, and it shocked me because I don't pay. I'll be honest; I haven't watched one bowl game this year. I was going to watch the UCLA game, and that but wasn't. unfortunately, unfortunately, he wasn't playing, so I, I didn't even watch yeah. it. I didn't even bother. Um, you know, and that's the only reason I wanted to watch it was uh, was for the quarterback. Yep. So uh, I did not see Allen play. I wanted to watch that game. He looked but really I didn't good. The opportunity, I, everything I heard, and everything I heard going into that, you know. This young man has uh, has some some talent, and the question mark will be the talent that he played against, uh, just yep. like Wentz did. But you know, in the end, I think you know his size, his skill set, and that is going to win out and do workouts, and he will do workouts for teams individually. Yep. Won't work out at the uh, at the uh, combine. However, I heard that they're sending a inv invite to him for the uh, singer senior bowl. Yes. I don't know I if he accepted it or not. Let me check he, that. It would be to his advantage to accept it. It would absolutely be to his advantage to accept it and to uh, showcase his skills in front of NFL scouts teams who will be on the coaching staff, not just the Cleveland Browns for the second year in a row, but you know, the, uh, whoever uh, the, uh, gets that other opportunity on the other side of the uh, field. And, you know, and that's the same thing with Baker Mayfield. I mean, I think it was, I think it was really, really, I give him a lot of credit for accepting the invitation, not only as, you know, a senior, but as a Heisman Trophy winner to play in that game. And uh, I know when I was, you know, I'll show my age here again, but uh, when I was young, these bowl games, these uh, senior bowl games, you know, there used to be two or three of them, and it was a big deal to play in those. I mean, they used to have the Champagne Bowl and a few other yep. things. And, you know, that was a, uh, you know, a way to showcase your talent and uh, to show off your, you know, 
individuality in these games. And, uh, you know, those have kind of gone to the wayside in the last 25 years. And as a football fan, I always enjoyed those. Itself was never that important, but it was more to find out, you know, to watch certain players play under circum- you know, really different circumstances where they only were, were part of a team uh, for a week and they had a week of practice. And then, they, you know, sometimes they change teams at the last moment just to even out the, the, uh, the, the squad. So it was always, you know, a different type of challenge. And we'll have to wait and see. You know, obviously, as I mentioned, the Browns, opportunity to coach it again. Because yep. uh, they have the worst record in the NFL, and that's usually the ones who uh, the coaches, coaching staff at. That's what's going to be important to the Browns. Yes. Uh, going forward, if and you do not keep Jackson, you have to put a Jackson. yeah exactly. You have to put a new coaching staff into place very quickly. Yes, you do uh, to uh, handle handle that situation. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, look. It's just I look at it this way about Jackson. I get I'm going back to that for a simple reason. Talk about it on his on that part. My whole thinking is now that you have a new GM, let him choose his own coach. Yep. And uh, I recognize the PR hit that the Haslam's have taken, and deservedly so over the years about firing coaches. You just can't keep a team. A coach that goes one in thirty-one. Yep. You just can't keep a coach that goes one in thirty-one. You can, if you're going to show that much patience, then I am. I'm utterly shocked because it just doesn't happen anymore. You know, yes, you could say there's more talent on this team, but in the end, when you look at the record, there was about three or four games this year that they were in that they had they opportunities to win. Yep, and. You could even point to coaching choices that he made that cost you opportunities to finish out those games for wins. Where he, you know, as uh, Puckus uh, talked about the other day with me on on Facebook, it it is uh, sometimes Hugh seems to call a play for a team that he does not have. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. You know, he believes that you know he's coaching veterans and that, and he's not. And mm-hmm. There's no question in my mind against Tennessee, he cost the Browns an opportunity to win a ball game. Uh, you know, we've seen this throughout his uh, career as a head coach with the Browns. And I'm not putting every loss, every close loss on him, but some of the decision making that he has made ha- leaves you puzzled. This is team not necessarily in the best predicament to win ball games when they have the opportunity. There's no question in my mind they could have won two or three games this year with uh, some right play calling late in the ball game, but it's just, you know, uh, it is what it is. And there's a reason why you're Owen, you know, Owen 15 yep. going to Owen 16 and you're fending off, you know, talk about your, your famous quote is saying, you know, I'll go jump in that Lake. I'll know. I won't go one in 15 again. I say, you know, I, you know, I'm so tired of this. I am so <laughs> utterly tired. I'm tired of the most insignificant things being brought up yep. every week by sports fans and sports media. It's absolutely insanity. <laughs> Bullshit. It is not <laughs> fucking sports. You know, I don't care I if he goes to the lake or not. I care about how the team performs, and I care about what the team does each week and where this organization's headed. Because obviously, the Haslam era, it has gone nothing but down each and every year. 
that he's owned this club. That's where, the, you know, the old saying, you know, when I was a kid, my dad used to love telling me, you know, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, President Truman saying. And you know what? It is absolutely true in sports. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yep. You know, it's absolutely so factual. It's not even funny. You know, and there's another saying uh, that I've learned the last few years. Another sports uh, podcast talks about it all the time. Matter of fact, I think it was Jim Trotter, who's a great writer. If you get a chance to read some of his stuff or follow him on uh, on uh, Twitter, you'll see it. And uh, he used to uh, always preach. Uh, it's Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. And that yep. goes back to what you were talking about. You know, if Kyle Shanahan was the coach. You know what? And what, I don't think it'll be much difference. The only reason the 49ers are winning now and losing all the games they did previously is they now have Jimmy Garofalo as yep. their quarterback. They actually have a legitimate NFL quarterback who's making plays. And that's just like the Browns. The Browns don't have a quarterback on this roster that's won in the NFL. And you point to the head coach and the way he's handled these quarterbacks. Uh, is maybe one of the reasons why you haven't won only one game in the last 31, you know, games. Mm-hmm. And these things, this is, you know, these things do matter. I awaited and it should matter. Uh, I think he was given a, a bad deal. You know, the deck was not good for him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't given a lot of players. He wasn't given a quarterback and says, go out and win in the NFL. I'll give him a break. But how he's handled those players in positions not to succeed on every opportunity is frustrating as a fan because you can see it each week on some of the play calling that he makes. Uh, you got to run the ball. I mean, when you don't yep. have you when you don't have a passing game, and the Browns do not have a passing game, you have to commit to the run even on third down and four. You throw the ball every down, and. You know, he calls plays that just makes me baffled in my mind. And, you know, he doesn't have receivers on this team. I mean, Josh Gordon, what has he done the last two weeks? Nothing. He had one big week. <laughs> Honest, but what, I didn't expect anything. You know I didn't expect nothing out of yep, him. Yep, you're right. I told you that. I said, what do you expect? A guy hasn't played in three years. You expect to set the world on fire? You're insane. It just doesn't <laughs> work that way. So... You know, I'm just, I'm so tired of non-important issues facing an organization taking the, the limelight. You know, uh, Reflog18 wants to have his uh, perfect parade or imperfect yeah. parade, as I call it. I can care less. You want to do it and have fun and, and, and parade in front of the stadium and, and make the Browns notice you? I have no problem with that. That's fans being fans. Yep. You know, it means nothing to most fans. Uh, and it's nothing to celebrate going over for 0 and 16. No, if, you I can actually, if you can actually celebrate it or if you can actually turn it into a positive, you're an idiot. You're a moron. And, and I don't know. I agree you know, wholeheartedly with that. You know, and this jumping in the lake bullshit, I don't care if he does it or not. It means nothing to me. What matters is how they play, you know, Sunday against the Steelers. Which you're going to be in the no, game at. Know, yes, I am. It's going to be a high of 15 degrees and winds 15 or 20 miles an hour. I can't wait to see. Uh, I've seen more Browns games than I have in the last 10 years. I can't wait to go see Landry Jones in the second, third, and fourth quarters against Deshaun Kaiser and 
who are the Steelers' backup running backs? At least you get to cheer for a Notre Dame guy, right? <laughs> yeah, he really helped us last year, boy. Four and a record, and and some of the throws he made made you think, huh? I'm watching Tommy Reese again. Well, you know, it's just it's just frustrating as a merry-go-round. As a person who who actually has covered some sports in his lifetime to actually talk sports with sports fans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully that's what you and I are doing yep. with this podcast. And, you know, people that listen to our podcast, if it's a hundred people that listen to it, you know, we're thankful for all of them. And, you know, like we always say, tell a friend, tell a family member, you know, download it and uh, give it to someone because that's, you know, what we're doing here, but we're honest about what's going on. You know what? If I make a mistake, I'll, I, I admit it. You know, yep. and uh, by the way, did you catch my one uh, my one uh, post this week? Uh, that was an actual breaking story. I did not. I haven't <laughs> on Facebook much except for all these. That's all right. No big deal. No big deal. I happened. I happened to. Uh, and you'll get a kick out of this. I actually found out who uh, Latonia was hiring as the head football. I coach. saw that. Yes, I saw. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a retreat, as I so often do, because I want to give credit yep. to those who break the story. But I have a friend, well, my brother-in-law asked who works a, a teacher, got a text telling him that they were, that this was going to happen. And that's when I broke it. So uh, a little secondhand information, but that's how that came about. I just, I thought I, I'll let you know, because uh, maybe we talk Ron about that so often. happy for once about his alma mater football program. Uh, that's well, a really good hire, I think. Yes, <laughs> it is. By the way, I, what's ironic is I didn't see him post anything about that. Really? I looked. Nothing. I mean, I would. <laughs> yeah. You I know, think hey, it's the same as his hire. Ron, but I just got a kick out of that. It's good to have Paul Holia back coaching football around here. He's a good guy. I have entered a really him. good football coach. Yes, he is. He won a state title in '99 yes, with he Portland. Did. Yeah, he will do a good job there. I'm. I'm. Yeah, he'll turn that program around. I'm actually happy for those who uh, the Bears from Latonia and all that. That's it was a great yep. hire. And, I agree um, with that. I, hopefully, it's it's the start of something good for them uh, on the high school level. And of course, I am over in Western Pennsylvania and. Uh, covering the Newcastle Red Hurricanes season. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, it, it has been a lot of fun. It's been interesting so far. Are they off to a good start? Uh, they're not. I think they're four and two. They're not terrible. Uh, not a bad start. No, not a bad start at all. Not terrible. Of course, uh, they have uh, their biggest, their biggest the, the most known player is uh, Marcus Hooker. Uh, Hooker, Hooker's uh, brother. And uh, Malik Hooker actually got them the uniforms this year. So oh, nice. Uh, nice, nice. Uh, got to give a, a tip of the cap to him for what he did uh, for the school and for his uh, alma mater. So that that was really nice of him. And uh, I'll say this. They, they're playing quality basketball at times. They get, they get uh, into little runs where they have some, uh, you know, basketball is a game of runs. And yes, sometimes. Offensively, they they make some mistakes that cost them. I see improvement each week, and that's all you can ask. And uh, Rana, uh, excuse me, uh, Coach Blundo is a uh, is an interesting guy, and uh, I'm you know he's he has one of the uh, state title over there, so it should be uh, 
season, I think. Uh, and if you want to follow that, we'll post it hopefully on our Facebook page, the rest of our schedule this coming up season. And also you can find it on the internet uh, at uh, trip hssn.triblive.com and then you'll just go to their high school uh, page and that will then just click on the link that says Newcastle and you can listen to the game live or you can download the games afterwards. All the games are downloadable uh, in archives. So uh, nice thing they do over there uh, with the former MSA uh, Sports Network and uh, uh, Nauticom if you go way back when and uh, it's now Trib Live. So it's it's a, it's a good deal and uh, it's great and I hope Maybe uh, something like that will ever happen over here in Ohio. I think there'd be too many uh, money-grabbing scenarios. But oh, yeah. you never know. You never know. Anything's possible. You can hold out hope. Yeah. Uh, we can always hold out hope. Hope yes, is a good thing. Yes, we can. Yes, it the is. The audacity of hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, hey, going into many other things here, Anthony, uh, quickly – uh, the hot stove is going on yeah. in baseball. I know we're going to run out of time here shortly, so I don't want to keep you too long. But the, the hot stove going on. The Indians have made their move, bringing in uh, uh, was Yonder Alonzo mm-hmm. at first base. Uh, not a bad move. No. I, I mean, no. I'm, I'm, I understand the move completely. They needed a first baseman. He was available. Yep. He has a uh, an upward uh, trajectory. You know, he's not going to cost them a whole lot. Uh, about $8 million a year for two years. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's a left-handed hitter. I think they'll do well in a, in a progressive field. So we'll see exactly where it takes us. But uh, I, overall, for a replacement for Santana, I understand it completely. Uh, most disappointing news, I think, so far, and not a surprise by any stretch of the imagination, is the Indians most likely are done this free agent season. Uh they really don't have the budget. Yep. They're saving it for uh, their pitching staff, which is going to need it's it. Hard. As Allen and Miller become free agents at the end of the year. So uh, it's a big year coming up for the Indians. And, I mean, if I can wave the magic uh, wand uh, in Cleveland, I would love to see him bring Bruce back. I would too. But I think I... that's not going to happen. I don't nope. expect it to happen. I think he'll land in San Francisco or, or uh, somewhere out there. making moves. Well, they have the money they need to. Yes, they do. They want to compete. Yeah, because they're only they closing have, too soon. Closed last year, and they're trying to reopen yeah. it. You know, obviously, they got some pitching coming back from injuries uh, this year. You know, obviously, when you have a, a bung gardener, anything can happen, you know, and that makes a huge difference uh, for any team. Uh, however, I don't necessarily think they're on their way back yet. I think they have the opportunity to make uh, – make the moves in the right way but uh the indians i you know i still expect a trade anthony i might be wrong i do too i, I, do too. I don't somewhere think- in the market uh, exactly who they're going to get what they're going to get what who's going to be traded i don't know i mean i could wish to say oh it's going to be kittens i i'm not sure it is or I isn't going to so. be i don't you know think you i can't don't know who it's going to be well i think they could i think they could trade a lot of players the question is what you're going to get in return and who you're after uh, and you know, and that's the key to any trade, in my opinion. What you what do you have to give up is who you're targeting in return that matters. And they'll also want a guy they can control for a couple of years. Too. You know, they're not gonna 
Well, you know, and then that's usually the Indian style. I mean, you look at the trade, you know, uh, when they traded since since Chu uh, a few mm-hmm. years back. You know, look at look at the boatload they got back in that three way trade with Cincinnati and Arizona. Yep. Uh, I mean, they got a, they got more than their money's worth yes, they did. in that trade. Uh, you know, I mean, Brian Shaw now gone. You know, and uh, and so with uh, Joe Smith, both of them signing uh, free agent contracts elsewhere. One in Colorado and the other one in Houston. So Houston, yeah. not a not a big surprise. Uh, Joe, I was kind of holding out for Joe Smith, thinking that the Indians may have him in their back yeah. pocket, hoping that they would be able to after because they pretty much were pretty certain they were going to lose Shaw. And I thought, well, yeah, if you- they can get appearances out of a, a Smith, that's not bad. I mean, it's 20 less than what Shaw would give you, but important part, and then you can find somebody else in the bullpen, to, you know, maybe for that extra 25, 30 appearances. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, the bullpen took a huge hit. You know, I've said it before about Santana. I like him. Yeah. I think he's a quality ball player. It was a gold glove for I'm not sure. I'm sure he was a gold glove first baseman, to be quite honest with you. I think he was a quality first baseman. I think he was a quality hitter, nothing great out, and I think he popped up too much. Uh, and, you know, I know the strikeouts yep. weren't as bad as – I mean, the thing that made him a valuable player was his on-base percentage. He did get over 100 walks every season, and, you know, he did hit over 20 home runs most seasons. And the uh, teach – and uh, we'll see exactly where the Indians go from here. But the Indians got some young bats that I like. Yes, they do. Yep. Got some young players that need to play. So you have to make room for them sooner or later. And, you know, we'll see exactly what happens. And Lonnie, you know, Chisholm Hall is available in the right trade. I think a, a, a Kipnis obviously is available in the right trade. Uh, you know, who's going to be trading? Maybe one of the catchers. Maybe a pitcher. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of talk about Salazar being shopped. So we'll have to wait and see. But there's a lot of opportunities for Indians to make a move here uh, before spring training. As you mentioned, starts in 45 days. So, yep. Uh, you know, the hot stove is just really getting hot right now. Obviously, you had the free agent signings. The the major chips got off the board, you know, in a couple trades. And then the uh, Otani signing with the Angels. Mm-hmm. Things, uh, they've made a lot of nice place. moves too lately. The Angels have. The Angels they made a lot a of nice moves. And they're getting surprise. healthy too. Not a surprise because, you know, last year was a season they actually try to win. The, yeah. Just couldn't get over the hump season. They really kind of fell apart the last three weeks of the season and weren't able to get there. And now that you added an Otani, you know, you added mm-hmm. some of the other players that they've added. I think the Angels are. Uh, you know, headed in the right direction. Yeah. There's no question in my mind. But they have the bankroll to do it. You yes, know, and that's, that's that's the key in baseball. Can you spend the money properly? And, you know, are you willing to overspend for a one- or two-year run? And, you know, that's the question mark I think, you know, the Dolans uh, need to answer. Will they take a chance and bring a player back? Let's just use Bruce as an example. Mm-hmm. And say, all right, yes, we're going to pay Bruce $16 million this year or 17 whatever it may be. Yep. I don't even care. But sign him to a two-year deal or the third-year option. In the back of our pocket, we could trade him if necessary. Mm-hmm. And once we, if this doesn't work out, we ended up with a, you know an opportunity to go back to the World Series and win it. And if it doesn't work out, we'll 
We'll dump the uh, the, we'll dump them, the yep. contract. And, there, and there's plenty of teams out there that would take it, Bruce. Even though last year no one did, and the Indians got lucky, and then everyone's seen the value of uh, of Bruce once again. So I honestly believe that there's, you know, that's the question mark I think the Indians have to make. Uh, that's what the really that comes down. That's a Dolan's decision. Yep. That's not a organization's decision. That's 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 the Dolan's family's decision. Are they willing to roll the dice, a couple players, and maybe put themselves in a little negative uh, ROI mm-hmm. to use a, a a financial term to gain a an advantage to try to get back to the World Series, and then make adjustments necessary if it doesn't work out. I mean seen them do it before because uh you know when they brought in uh nick swisher and you know he fell apart they were able to move the contract yeah well they were able to move the contract you know and it's not the first time something like that could happen uh the indians have always been more conservative on that level uh we'll see what happens i think you know obviously and bat right now would look really good in this lineup because you lost because you lost santana uh, who bats from both sides of the plate, and you brought in an Alonzo who bart- bats from the left side. You know, you have a uh, that bats from the left side, yep. and you got a, you know, a Kipnis that bats from the left side. So you're kind of, you know, you might be a little heavy. Yeah. You're a little heavy on that side of the plate, but in the same vein, if you brought Bruce back, he's a left-handed, left-handed hitter. hitter. Yeah. And you got Brantley, who's a left-handed, left-handed hitter. Yep. Uh, a little tilted. Uh, to the left side of the plate in the same vein, you know, players play, you know, like, you know, the old saying there, you know, Jimmy's and Joe's, I'll take them every day long. You know, yep. give me the real players. I don't care left-handed or right-handed. Yeah, I don't care uh, about me, splits give me, and all that. You know, give me a, give me the real players and I'll take my uh, my opportunities with them because, you know what, t- not too many X's and O's wins ball games. X and O's put you in position to win ball games. You got to Jimmy's and Joe's that win the ball game. Exactly. You got to make plays and, you know, and it, I have a lot of people tell me, oh, we got to make a big move. We got to make a big trade. We got to make a big trade and sign. And I'm like, we really don't have to. We don't have to go out and make a big splash move and rock the boat. At the end of this, at, at the end of the day, this team won 104 games last year. 102 the regular season and two in the playoffs. And you're, you know, you didn't have a healthy Kluber. You, you had, it took the Yankees. A really nice catch from Aaron Judge from being down three nothing in the first inning of Game Three of the ALDS, and and we went Arctic cold. I mean, is Jose Ramirez going to go one for twenty seven again? Probably not. Is Linder going to go that cold again? Probably not. And as much as I don't really like the guy, Kipnis was not in a regular position and he wasn't healthy all year long, and we saw. In the World Series, when he is healthy, what kind of bat he can be? The stage isn't too bright for him. You know, you didn't have, uh, what, a 40% Michael Brantley, and you lose Encarnacion in the game one of the ALDS or game two? Well, you hit it right there. I mean, losing Encarnacion was the truly the the uh, – the back, the change, yeah. yeah, yeah, the backbreaker. That's a that's the correct word. That, that really changed the series. It made Once Carstion went down, that changed your lineup completely, and it did make a huge yep. difference in this in, in that series. I mean, I yep. don't want to take anything away from the Yankees. They no, won they fair and square. 
but I'm just saying, but you're right. If there's one point in this series, when he turned second base and that ankle turned, that was that was without a question yep. out of the Indians' sale the rest of that series. And uh, unfortunately, those th- in the playoffs, those are magnified, happens. and those things happened. Up, uh, no one really did. And unfortunately, you know, what happened did happen, and you move on. Uh, good news is the Yankees didn't win the whole thing. Bad news I'll is Houston that. did. And I say bad news simple because, you know, you don't want to lose your opportunity. Like I said, nope. the Indians, look, other than the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Cubs, uh, the White Sox, the big market teams, uh, you can really control your your uh, budget and you can actually rebuild pretty quickly in those yep. type of scenarios. And your opportunity to win is much larger. The Indians' opportunity to win is this year and maybe, maybe next, next season. Year. Maybe. And I'm not holding out breath for maybe. Uh, I definitely think this is their last great opportunity to win. Uh, a great opportunity. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do it. I, I, they went for it, and all the credit in the world of the Dolans and the organization uh, for going forward in, in 16. It just didn't work. You know, came up just short. 17, they made all the right moves. It just, you know, timing yep. is everything in sports. It is. And uh, obviously, 18 is going to be a whole new year. We'll see what happens. Excited about where the Indians are and new team. It's going to be a new look, but yeah, you, know, you still have Francona re- leading the team. Uh, you know, Antonetti, you know, being the GM and and president of this team. So, I mean, the pieces are in the right places for the make the right moves in the future. So, I, I do expect a trade to happen before spring training. I'll be shocked if it doesn't happen. Uh, I'm sure they've been talking to a lot of different players and uh, different teams about different players, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, pitching is going to be key. I think Salazar is probably the biggest chip the Indians yep. have uh, to play with this offseason. And you know what? They may choose not to uh, make the move, and it might be the right play. So we'll just have to wait to see. Hot stove's a fun yes, time of the year yes, because there's so many opportunities to talk about uh, baseball and what's going on and and quite honestly, when it's five degrees outside and talking baseball, kind of yes, warms it your does. body up a little yes, bit, doesn't it? Yes, does, it does, especially, uh, especially when football season has been rough on both the college and uh, professional landscapes. Um, you know, it's about this real quick. Uh, we talked about this last week, uh, but it is official. The, yep. the Penguins have lost both uh, offense and defensive coordinator and Carl Pellini and, and Shane Montgomery from uh, – on the offensive side of the ball, any uh, news on those two? Uh, you know, obviously I think the big thing is, is uh, you know, maybe why we lost Carl. Uh, does he know something that Bo's leaving or after next year? Or, you know, uh, you'd think if he was going to leave after next year and Carl knew it, he'd stick around to go where Bo's going. So, uh I think the thing with Carl is uh, you're going to lose his adjustments. Uh, he made really good adjustments. You know what? When you can um, double your salary, you got to go. Yeah, and uh, and he's a really good football coach, and he's still the age where he can he, he probably wants to be head coach. Re- you know what? Hey, I don't want to be rude here, but he's rebuilding his career. Yeah, and you know Something what? Wrong with that, and you know you have to take on challenges to improve the yes, you do. prove yourself over again. 
uh, for he can have that opportunity to be a head coach again, no matter where it may be. If it's at you know future date in Youngstown yep. history or somebody else, uh, that's his ultimate goal is to become a head coach again, I'm sure. Yes. And you have to try to rebuild your career, and that's what he's doing after, you know, what happened to him in Florida. So it's it's time, to, you know, I don't have a problem with no, that. No, I don't know. I, that's no, what we all do. That's what we all do on, on our micro levels yep. in life. There are times where we have to make changes or add things and, uh, and, and move decisions in life, and they never change. And unfortunately, that's, you know, that's his opportunity. And I have no, no, you know, if the opportunity is there to move on and it's the right move, fantastic. Congratulations. Good luck. Uh, all I care about is the Penguins and see where they go from here. And we always knew we weren't going to have Carl, you know, long term. It was great that he came here and he helped us out. And I'll be forever grateful. You look what he's done in three short years and Roy, too. Uh, because at first year he was kind of co-defensive coordinator with uh, Ron Stoops. Uh, he's made this defense from one of the worst in the conferences to one of the best. And we still got some talent coming back. We're young in the secondary. And it's still going to be Bo's defense. And and that's not going to change. Uh, the offensive side of the ball, whether you like the guy or not, it's not. we're not going to get into that. We had some really good success with him. And we had some games where we really struggled. Uh, find me a coordinator, though, that had to adapt each and every week, playing not the first string, second, but he lost three quarterbacks the past two years. And he had to play a wide receiver at quarterback this year for a big chunk of conference play. And then you had a kid who, you know, got thrown in the fire, Nate Mays, that has to be the guy for the first time in his career. And he looked good in some games, and in some other games he looked scared. Uh, the offensive line obviously was banged up and didn't play very well. Uh, so I think we're finally going to see Bo Pelini's style of offense. And I know people are like, oh, well, we lost two coordinators. We lost both our coordinators. Listen, it stinks. But it's not impossible to overcome. There's a lot of talent on this football team. And the last time that Bo was really involved and really spent a lot of time on the offense side of the ball was last year after the Indiana State game where we scored 10 points, the offense scored three of those, and he vowed to make changes, and the change he made resulted in us going to the national championship game. So I would expect, hopefully, the injury bug doesn't bite us again. And we were in every game, but the Illinois State game, which was a clunker, and Bo addressed that, and we came back and won three in a row after that. Uh, well, you know, hey, it, it so was – the season it was, was frustrating. Uh, there were good signs uh, towards the end of the year. Uh, kids made plays. And let's not lose fact that we have two of the most dynamic running backs in the country, not just the conference, but in Christian Turner uh, and McCaskey come back. So we'll see. I trust Bond. We'll see what he can do. Uh, long ways to go until September, though. No question long about ways. it. No question about it. All right, we'll just keep an eye on that and see how that develops this offseason. And real quickly to all those who care about the NBA, I will say this again, regular season, it doesn't matter. Uh, all you have to do is get yourself into the postseason. The Cavs are on their way. I like where the team's headed. IT's coming back soon. And uh, hopefully uh, Derek uh, will be back here soon too. So Derek Rose will be back. So it's just a matter of time. This team is still doing well. Good.
and we'll yeah. see where they're headed. And I'll get excited about that here in about, you know, 40 days. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and we'll go from there. But, you know, I'll watch them and care and wish them well. And, uh, you know, I, I still think this this team uh, it may have gone out west and lost two games in a row, but I'm not worried about them. Uh, Long term, it's going to be fine. And the, and the Cavs are fine. And uh, we'll just move on from there. Uh, we'll talk a little uh, Penguins basketball next time, uh, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're running out of time out. here. Yep. Yeah, we'll get into that because it's an important mm-hmm. time of the year and uh, to see what type of growth uh, the Penguins can have uh, going into a conference play and uh, hopefully, you know, give give the fans something to cheer mm-hmm. about or something to look forward to in the future. I know this is a, a kind of rough transitional year. However, I think uh, Coach Calhoun uh, knows what he's doing. It's just going to take some uh, a little time. Uh, to uh, put his imprints on this uh, program. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, uh, rising play starts uh, this weekend, so uh, hopefully we can uh, win a couple games and get some momentum uh, going for next year. This is rebuilding year. We all knew that. Uh, wins and losses really don't aren't going to be a huge thing this year. We all know it's going to be a rough stretch, so uh, let's see if we can't get some momentum going into next year. Sounds good. So for my friend who is a saint, and yep. a crusader by education, but a penguin by birth. Anthony, one last thoughts for tonight. Just uh, hope everybody had a good Christmas and a happy new year. And uh, let's enjoy the rest of the bull games and get ready for some, uh, have some college basketball. All right, real quick on the bull predictions before we go. Uh, I expect Clemson to be national title uh, winners, yep. and I expect three blowouts in three games. I don't think we're going to see one wow. good game. I think Clemson will blow out Alabama, wow. blow out Oklahoma, blow out Georgia. That's how this I see it. And uh, when I'm right or wrong, we'll talk about it as the, as the uh, playoffs arrive. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you had a great Christmas for my friend in Canfield, Anthony. I'm Tim. We'll talk to you soon here on Radio MVP. 